Hey, everybody, I'm Brian Custer. Our next partner, Athletic Greens. You know, I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. You think I got like this overnight? No, it's because of AG1. And I wanted to try it because I wanted better gut health, increased energy, immune system support. I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it really makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body, like covering all my nutritional bases. And it's great before your workouts. It's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and really so much more. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs to go with your first purchase. All you've got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash laststand. That's athleticgreens.com slash last stand and check it out. It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. I'm Brian Custer. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. Man, joining me today is one of my favorites. Uh, former two time, two weight division world champion, now one of the top contenders at 135 pounds, pound for pound. I'm going to say pound for pound. One of the slickest, best fighters in the world, Shakur Stevenson. What's up, champ? Welcome back to The Last Stand. What's good, Brian? What's good, Brian? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but I got to stop you right there, right? Come because on. When they, they said um, it was Earl and, and Terrence, and they was talking about me, and uh, you, you kind of act like you ain't know who they was talking about, man. And you kind of no. So I just want to address it with you first, firsthand. Yes. Here, here's my thing on that. I don't ever want to assume who they talked about. So I always want the fighter to say the name. Go ahead and say it. Don't. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. So go ahead and 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 let that let that name out. So that's why I didn't say anything. I'm like, go ahead. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Who are you talking I'm about? Saying it kind of looked like it kind of looked like you were not trying to say my name, but. You know, it's all good. It's all love. Yes. I, ain't, I don't take nothing personal or nothing like that. Listen, don't don't let them don't let them them um, social media trolls get to you yeah, because if it was if it was like that, we wouldn't even be doing this interview. You yeah, know what I I'm understand. Saying? I understand. We good. There you go. There we go. Okay. So look, it looked like you and Frank Martin were going to do this fight November Las Vegas for the WBC lightweight title, and then all of a sudden the fight falls out. You got to tell everyone from your perspective what happened. Uh, I think Frank Martin got cold feet. Uh, I think that before the fight was signed, uh, it sounded good. Uh, everything sounded good. But uh, once the fight came to fruition, I feel like he got real nervous and didn't want to fight no more. But um, his excuse and his his reasoning, uh, he would tell you that uh, it wasn't enough money. But... Truthfully speaking, uh, it was quadruple more than he ever made in his entire career. Wow! Uh, can and you give us fact. any? Can you give us any insight? Like, how much were we talking about that? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you his numbers. I don't mind telling telling you his numbers, but um, mm -hmm. the numbers that he done made in his career was uh, the highest was two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, that fight that he would have just fought, he would have fought for a world title, and he would have fought for a million dollars. So. Um, two hundred and fifty thousand, four times give you a million dollars, and that would have been the most money he would have ever made in his career. 
so Shakur, he tweeted out, quote, I didn't duck shit. Then you tweeted out, the media is sick. They make up rumors just to protect certain fighters' image. What, um, what y'all have been talking about that a man ain't pulled out to fight to fight nobody else? What do you think? Why do you think Frank Martin pulled out? What? And I guess that's the question. Why do you think? Why do you think he, he pulled out? Because, you know, there are rumors like, oh, he's got some, a bigger fight on the horizon. Why do you think he pulled out? Uh, I, I don't think fighters want to lose. I think that um, deep down inside, he know that I'm one of the best fighters in boxing. And uh, like I said, I don't think he wanted to lose. I think that when it came down to it, uh, if he was going to take an L, he wanted to make 10 times more than 10 times more than he ever made in his career. So uh, I guess four times is not enough. What, what did you make? He did get on social media. And, and what did you make of him saying something to the effect of, uh, well, you know, sometimes these fighters be asking for too much. Uh, maybe they need to humble themselves, take less. It, it almost gave the impression that Shakur was asking for uh, way too much money for this fight. G give me your thoughts on what you saw when you saw what he posted. My problem with that issue is, I mean, what, 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 he, what, what he said was, you shouldn't speak on nobody else's situation if you don't know the details. So when he went and said stuff about me and spoke on my situation, not knowing the details or what happened in the situation, um, it just turned around and slapped him in the face. I think he got slapped in the face because what he said he didn't stand on. Plus, my situation and his situation were two different situations. I would never – I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I love boxing. I love to fight. I would never turn down quadruple more than I ever made in my career for a, a world title. I would never, would never, would never do that. Mm. Uh, Shakur, how frustrating is this for you? You were in the ring after Haney's last fight. Uh, many thought, oh, my God, th th this that's going to be the next fight. Uh, it seems as if Lomachenko has no interest um, in fighting you at all um and obviously haney's now going to take on pro gray uh no one's t talking about shakur and tank and now that obviously this frank martin fight has fallen apart how frustrating is this that shakur stevenson can't get this marquee fight i mean it's very 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 frustrating um it's stressful frustrating um i try to I try to make the biggest fights happen and the best fights happen. Um, with the Lomachenko situation, that was another guy who was offered the most money that he would have ever made in his entire career to fight me. He said no. Um, with the Frank Martin situation, he was offered the most money that he would ever make in his career to fight me. He said no. So, um, honestly, it's very frustrating trying to get these guys in the ring and uh, get these guys in the ring to fight me. Does that mean Edwin De Los Santos is next then? Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, it's depending on if he take. I I don't want to get my hopes up no more because even like with the Frank Martin situation, um, I never truly wanted to fight Frank Martin. He was never on the horizon. But when the fans got excited, I got very excited. I got real motivated. I, I went and ran miles and miles and, and put a lot of work in just because the fans got excited. So... I don't want to keep getting my hopes up on um, with anybody um, until a fight is signed and, and, and a fight happens. 
I won't get my hopes up. I'm just going to keep my head down and stay focused. What do you then think it will take to get a marquee fight with Shakur Stevenson in it? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I That's out of my power. I can only control on what's in my control. Man. Uh, what's in my control is uh, staying focused, staying in the gym, staying in shape, and being ready for whenever the time comes. So uh, I don't know what I got to do to get these guys in the ring. Maybe I got to go out there and have a bad performance. I probably got to <laughs> go have a close fight with somebody, and then maybe somebody will get in the ring with me. Um, so what happened then with you and Devin Haney? Because, you know, as we just said, you were in the ring after his last victory. You go, you guys certainly have a long history uh, together. Uh, you've gone back and forth on social media. I know you told him if you ever catch him by himself that you're going to smack him. He replied that he'll bet that 25% that he's going to whoop your ass. Um, do you think that you two will ever fight? I want to fight. I'm the guy who who went in the ring. I'm the guy who went to him. I'm the guy who who started the 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 chaos. The I want to fight. I want the drama. I want the smoke. I'm with that. But um, at the end of the day, he tried to lowball me. He tried to throw something out there that was nothing. Um, it was pennies, pennies. My last three fights, I made more than what he offered me. So since I was offered less. Um, we went another route. We didn't just say no to the fight. We, I I, I went and made myself the mandatory for the belt, and I expressed my mandatory position. And now you see me fighting for the WBC title. That's his. I'm fighting for his belt. So I mean, the world could under. I mean, the world could put together what really happened. But um, I ain't trying to spend twenty minutes talking about the situation. The situation is what it is. Um, I'm willing to fight any and every fighter in the sport of boxing because I believe in myself. Were you a little tweaked at all that, you know, and, and it's been a little bit, but obviously it came from the Haney camp. Some say that it was his father leaked out that old video of you two sparring. And you can hear you say, I guess after one, one round, like, yo, that's it. I'm tired. I'm done. Did, did, and, you, uh, did you watch the video though? I, I, I watched it, but I, I was like, yo. Did you, did you see the smile on my face? Yes, I did. I you did. You see it, the smile on my face. I, but you, 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 you know how they, the way they Twist. leaked it. They, they tried to, they tried they to give it as if you were like, because, yes. because once again, um, like I said, I'm not trying to spend 20 minutes talking about um Devin or any anything with him, but he has media and he has uh he has a lot of media people that he's really close with, and they are very great at spinning the narratives and putting a certain narrative out there that is not true. If he posted that that little video, tell him to post a full sparring. Mm -hmm. If he posts a full sparring, I bet you the entire world would say, I beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I bet you. That's the, that's the reality of the situation. When I said that, I was smiling. I was smiling at him. like I was just smiling because I had got off on him. I had got off. I beat him up, got off on him, smiled. I'm like, bro, I'm not about to. I sparred him three times that week. Like we sparred three different times that same entire week, bro. I'm not about to keep be. I beat I beat you up already, bro. What I'm gonna do with you? Like, what are we gonna sit here and spar a million rounds? You're never gonna be able to get your get back, bro. How old were you guys in that video? I want to say we was 18. I, okay. I was 18 and he was 17. Or, cause they they got another 
Mr. Screw, he was born in 1998. I was born in 1997. So mm-hmm. they try to make it seem like I'm way older than him, but that's not true. Yeah. Um, listen, I know you you are real tight with Bud Crawford. You guys are like brothers. Um, so I know you were at the fight. I saw you at the fight when he had with Errol Spence. I know you were pulling for Bud Crawford in that fight. But did you, in your heart of hearts, believe that that performance, it was going to be as dominating as a performance as Bud put on? Now, I knew it was going to be a knockout. Like, I knew Bud was going to stop him. I knew Bud was going to do what he was supposed to do when it came time. Uh, But he definitely exceeded, like, my expectations. Um, He definitely performed at the at a very high level and he did what he was supposed to do. So um, I'm not going to act like I just knew he was going to dominate him that bad, but I knew uh, the outcome of the fight. You, you know, it's interesting, Shakur, because, and I had to do a lot of interviews even before the fight. And I said the, the same thing that like, you know, I think Errol is the bigger guy. And if there's going to be someone who's going to be the bully in the ring, it's probably going to be Errol Spence Jr. And would, if, if anything, wear down a Bud Crawford. But if there was going to be a knockout, I felt like it was going to be Bud Crawford because I felt like out of the two fighters, he has more of the knockout power. But, man, he not only dropped EJ, but was the bully in the fight, which really surprised me. Um, Honestly, uh, I got nothing but love and respect to EJ. Um, EJ definitely uh, has got the heart of a, a lion. Um, he signed up to fight Bud, uh, two great fighters for it, and uh, it just was the outcome of the fight. But at the end of the day, um, a lot of people didn't know how strong Bud Crawford is. So uh, they see him, but they don't know like how physically strong he is, how punching power strong he is. Like he just a, a strong individual, and um, honestly, I think skills paid the bill that that night. Uh, will it be any different? You know, obviously EJ has ordered the rematch and he wants he wants that rematch before the end of the year. Why will it be any different at 154? I don't I don't think it will be any different. Uh like I said, I think the skills played a part in that fight. Um skills pay the bills. The fighter with the most skills uh nine times out of ten is gonna win the fight. Especially when you got when you're all around fighter and Bud is an all around fighter. Okay, so there's another big fight on the horizon. Charlo Canelo. Your thoughts on the fight? Who's winning that fight? Uh, that's a 50-50 fight. Um, I don't count Charlo out. Like, I, I can't count Charlo out. I think uh, Charlo is a great boxer. He does some things um, technically that he could definitely give Canelo a lot of problems. But I also see, like, where uh, Canelo could give him problems with his walk-down style. And if he get inside and, and make it a fight how uh, Castano did the first fight, Canelo could win the fight too, but... I'm rooting for Charlo. Uh, I, I know um, Charlo. I talked with him before, and he's a cool um, guy, so I'm rooting for Jamal Charlo. What'd you think about your big brother, Bud, when he said he'd like to come up and fight Canelo at a catchweight? Uh, and then Canelo, I talked to him on the last stand. I asked him about it, and he said, listen, he said, you know, to me, that's it's nonsense. He said, what do I get out of that? If I if I fight this guy, you know, people were talking about, he said he was also talking about fighting Javante Davis. And it, uh, if Javante Davis wanted to come up and fight him and Bud said, you know, I would beat him. 
because he's coming up to uh, to my weight division, and I'm too big of a guy. What do I get out of, of beating Javante Davis? And he said, so Canelo said, I would say the same thing to Bud Crawford. What do I get out of beating you because I'm too big for you? Your response to that, what do you think? I think that um, at the end of the day, it's big money fights. So uh, who else like would Canelo fight that he will make a huge amount of money? I think that Bud Crawford is the perfect fighter for him to make a huge amount of money. So um, I I look at it from that aspect. I, I get what Canelo is trying to say. Like, I understand what he's trying to say, but um, just got to wait and see. We, we only know. I think skills win fights. I don't think weight win fights. Uh, who is your marquee big money fight? Tank. Wow. Me and Tank is the biggest fight in the world when it happens. I've been saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. No matter if he want to go up there and act like him, he don't know my name or don't want to say my name or give me that type of exposure, I don't care. I'm going to say the truth. The truth is the truth. Um, me and Tank is the biggest fight in the world when it happens. And what do you say then? Because I hear you, and I'm with you. And I keep hearing people say, and I, when I say people, I hear these guys who have these radio shows and, and blogs. They say, yeah, but Shakur needs to build his name up. Tank is established. Tank is selling out arenas. He's selling out this. Shakur still needs to get to that level. He hasn't done that yet. What's your reply to that? I disagree. Um, Go look at my numbers. Like, I'm not no guy that goes out there and don't sell out arenas. I sell out arenas. Um, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do uh, marketing-wise. Uh, honestly, I disagree with anybody who, who has that logic. But at the end of the day, it's not even about that. The the, the fact of the matter is um, we want to see competitive fights. We want to see competition. Uh, we want to see the best fight the best. And I'm the best. He's the best. That's the biggest fight in the world. So many people love that lightweight division. Why do you think guys at, at 135, we can't get them to get these fights together? You know what I mean? There's so many good names and big names at 135, and it seems like it's a, it's a hard time getting these guys in the ring. Uh, honestly, I think that it had been like this before I even got to the division. Um, I've been saying that the 135 division is full of fighters because I felt like the division is overrated because it's full of fighters who talk big, but they don't fight each other. They talk about each other, but they don't make the biggest fights happen in the division. So um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm here to make the biggest and best fights happen, and um, I'm going to keep doing what I can to get that done. Who do you think is more avoided in boxing? Is it Shakur Stevenson or Jerron Boots Ennis? Um, I think it's me just being the fact that I, I, I'm fighting at a – I. I think it's more people that just don't sign up to fight me, if, um, if I'm being honest. But Boots is definitely uh, ducked. I think Keith Thurman don't want no parts of Boots. There's <laughs> definitely some fighters who don't want no parts of Boots. Like, they want to stay away from Boots. But I think, like, I just have a, uh, I'm having a hard time getting fights right now. And I'm, I done been signed up to fights, like, with Frank Martin. They done agreed to terms, and people are pulling out of fights. So um, I think it's me for sure. Hmm. What weight division do you think when it's all said and done you'll finish your career at? Uh, I don't know, maybe 147. Depending, like I'm 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 so like skillfully good. Like I don't spar 54 pounders. Like it's done been a lot of 54. What's the guy uh that knocked out uh Fondora? I don't spar oh. with that dude uh 
not too Mendoza. Long. Yeah, yeah. I, I sparred with him when I was like a 26 pounder, like no wow. cap. What a guy. But um honestly, I feel like I could go up and wait and uh fight anybody. I think that um my skills is gonna carry me through the weight classes. Wow. Mendoza, by the way, fighting Tim Zhu uh just next month. So that, yo, that's yo. interesting. That is interesting. Um, you know, just f- for you personally. You, and I always meant to ask you this. Has Shakur Stevenson had to, let's say, change the way you move, considering, I mean, you were right there um, when, when, when takeoff was tragically shot and killed. Have you had to change the way you move uh, because of that incident? Honestly, uh, I don't like speaking on, like, street situations and stuff like that, but um, me personally uh, – Sometimes you just at the wrong place, wrong time, and that's life. And that goes for anybody. Um, you can be anywhere and something can happen. So um, that's how I look at situations like that. But I don't like speaking on certain situations that got two sides of things. So got it. Uh when are we gonna see you back in the ring, you think? Uh we definitely November. We just gotta find an opponent. Got it, got it, got it. Last but not least, I've been meaning to ask you this. Bro, we gotta find a nickname for Shakur Stevenson. You are too great and too good to not have a nickname that, you know, that just jumps off the screen. Have you thought about it at all? Nah, I haven't thought about it. I think nicknames should come to people. So uh, I don't I ain't really looking for it. But if anybody was to call me something right now, it would be the boogeyman. Because I think okay. everybody at 135 is scared of me. <laughs> I love it. Uh, listen, man, I always enjoy talking to you. Best of luck. I understand you got, like, what is he, a cousin there trying to make the U.S. team? And talk talk to me about that. And you're coaching him. Uh, yeah, yeah. My little cousin is, uh, like I said, I, he he's a, a great fighter. He's going to be the future of boxing when he get his turn. And I'm right there beside him making sure that he's doing everything possible to make that happen. So right now he's out here uh, trying to qualify for the Olympic trials. And uh, he's definitely going to win. I can't wait for him to win. And I'm going to come back and tell everybody I told you so. Okay, give me the name so I know about him. Zayquin Moses. I love it. Zayquin Moses. I love it. And Coach Shakur right there in this corner. I appreciate you, man. Hey, look, champ, always love talking to you, man. Yep, yep. Always talking. Always love talking to you too, man. All right. That's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And I'll tell you, listen, at 135 and in the sport is no bigger than my man right there, the unbeaten Shakur Stevenson. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.